0: Chase Minifield, Don Joseph, and Max Millian discuss life lessons they've learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show.
1: What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast, Cut the Check Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minifield, coming to you live from Lexington, Kentucky. We have on the line Dom Joe. What up, Dom?
0: Hey,
2: happy to be here, man. Coming to you live from uptown, Philly. You know what I'm saying? Feeling
0: blessed. Philly boy. Yeah, man. Desert.
2: Uh
1: Desert. And that's it. That's all we got, man. I don't know where Max at, man. This is getting ridiculous. He asked for yeah, a reminder. Hey, I gave him a reminder. You? Did I give him a reminder, bro?
2: You gave us a reminder, bro. He told us on Monday.
1: Or, or Tuesday, All right. one of them days yeah, Alright, solid So I don't even have no excuses for the men But, uh, yeah. now we got Max we got ain't to,
2: cutting uh, the check, huh? Nah, nah man. <laughs> man, man, Max cutting some other checks, he ain't cutting this one,
1: though Yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> going on, man But, um no man, we got special guest today, man We got a former NFL vet former, One of my former teammates with the Skins uh, Now he's doing real estate, realtor Luxury real estate and uh, in doing some cool things with a nonprofit as well. Peyton Thompson, what's up, man?
0: What's up, man? Appreciate you having me, man. Long time no see. Uh, I'm out here in Austin, Texas, man. You're only going to be able to dodge me a couple of times. COVID was a good excuse, bro. I'm going to get you out here.
1: Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. I got I to gotta get out there. I'm actually looking at a accelerator program for my tech company that's in Austin, where they're going to make us be out there for three months. So I'm definitely going to need, you know what I'm saying, a little spot for the team. Yeah.
2: Yeah, hey, let's get it. Let's get it. Num- numbers numbers, is going up, man. It-, it might still be a bad joint out there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ain't nobody worried about them numbers, man. They just throwing numbers out there now. It's like it's like Powerball numbers, bro. Ain't nobody worried about them numbers, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: the man. Numbers, man. Ain't nobody man. worried about them numbers. But this thing is real, though, man. I ain't going to lie. yeah, This thing oh, yeah, it's real, real.
0: real? in at- Yeah. We out we out, out in me. Austin. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, it's real. No it's, man, no so huh? man. Y'all like Miami.
2: <laughs> Miami talking about they want to have the Super Bowl
0: <laughs> yeah that hey, is listen <laughs>
2: things ain't
1: things ain't changing bro we just realized that we got bad leadership at the top you know what I'm saying we got bad leadership bad at the top bad
0: leadership at the top
1: it trickled all the way down to us and now we can't do nothing about it so we ain't go you know what I'm saying we just go we tried to do your little thing for three months but we ain't about to go a whole 12-15 months on shutdown you know what I'm saying so he done made his bed. Now he got to sleep in it. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Well, we know uh, enough. I don't think we need to shut down. We just need one unified national response. Ain't
1: going to ain't gonna be no national yeah, not, response. There's, no, there's not, not even not. no unity. <laughs> you seen the presidential thing.
0: Hey, They've hey, cut the check on them man. What's the answer? What we got to do?
1: Hey, man, listen, I say everybody for themselves. You know what it's going Let me tell you this. Let me tell you your risk, and then you tell me what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you what can happen, the worst possible case, and then you tell me how you want to act. That's pretty much what the situation is now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure I didn't had it, to be honest with you, because I think I got antibodies. Uh, in my system, because I remember before the joint even started, like in February or March, I was I was down bad for a minute. And uh, yeah, it, it was probably that joint for real, for real. But I don't bet around people that don't had it and everything. And plus, I'm flying and stuff. So I know I know that something's in me where I ain't getting it no more. Where I ain't getting that issue no more. Right. So um, right. I think that we just got to lay out the like situation like, listen, this is what it is. If you want to. I think you're almost better off getting it and then getting back to life.
2: You know see, I think you're yeah, better.
0: Unless off getting you're it, man. unless you're old. Unless you're, you're old, than you me, are I better think. off getting
2: it. Yeah. We have a pre existing condition. Um we I had one dude just uh, one of my coaches just lost his cousin because he had bronchitis, caught that joint in the wow. hospital. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They died on
1: the
2: uh, respiratory. You know I, mean, I mean?
1: just
2: got, uh, I just got I
1: just got back from the barber shop and you know <laughs> come on, man. They got no no mask, no injury. You know it's a black barbershop, right? No mask, no entry. But then I get in there and my man's cutting. he got his mask down on his chin. You know what I'm
2: saying?
1: He got, he got his mask down on his chin while he's cutting that joint. So I'm like, man, right. yeah. right. I'm just glad I, I got some... I'm just glad I'm built up. But And then he didn't even wipe down his seat after he got done. He brushed that joint off with the hair. I said, he ain't going to hit that joint with no uh, be sanitized to sanitize that joint <laughs> So it was the Febreze or something. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, man. So, yeah, it's a, it's a minute, bro. But Let's jump into this, man. We ain't gonna jump into this. I wanna get I wanna get you everybody watch the presidential debate. Let's touch on that real quick before we before we get yep. it. Right. We would be remiss to not hit on this presidential debate, man, in this climate right now. So let's see. Uh what you thought about it, Peyton? What was your thoughts on it?
0: That shit was embarrassing, man. That was really embarrassing. I mean, set aside what everybody believes, you know, this side, that side, left side, right side, red side, blue side. Dude, that was childish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a conversation nah, yeah. I would have walked away from very early in. Like, right, yeah, We ain't nah. ready to talk. <laughs> you
2: know what I'm yeah, like, yeah, right. <laughs> you, you can't win with that, man. You know what
0: yeah, I mean? Like, I, was, yeah, I, don't, I just you can can't
2: do. do it. There's two things, and it's almost in a like debate, it's almost. Go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it's I two things, gonna, man. In a real debate, right? he Trump would have been disqualified. You know what I'm saying? Like there needs to be, it's like you, it's like you throwing, we football players here. It's like you going off sides with no flag or you, you doing PI with no flag the way he kept interrupting. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to have repercussions for your BS. That's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? So I think the like there had to be some type of re- repercussion, whether it's cutting off his mic, um, you know what that mic wasn't gonna to do that, cut. bro. If we cut off his mic, he would go to.
1: He was going. We're going to be hearing him through Biden's mic. He <laughs> was just going to be like then a He got to get DQ,
2: bro. Then he got to get DQ. would right. nah, the, other that's thing not the is, solution, bro.
1: The solution is they need a little bit more bulk on there, bro. Ain't nobody intimidating out there to be like, "Hey, man, shut up, bro." Hey, straight up. You
2: know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Any more of that, we're going to take you I to don't the don't back. Think,
0: <laughs> yo, hey, we got to get somebody out of low key too. You
2: back, you back. You know what I mean? Like, you can't take it to the bank. If you if you take it to that extent, then all of a sudden you're the bad guy. And you no, I'm not talking about end.
1: Biden or anybody taking it to the bank. The people that throwing the, media. the event. The media. No, I'm talking about the people that's throwing the event need some security. You know what I'm saying? If oh. we gonna do this thing, this is going to be on <laughs> national TV. Y'all boys need some security, bro, because that was an embarrassment to y'all. You People that threw yeah, it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was running over y'all boys, yeah. man. It was no control, yeah, so so I'm just saying, like, if we are gonna do this, if we gonna do that, I doubt we do it again, to be honest with you, because they can't afford that bad. I mean, everybody else looking at America, I'm, like man, I'm glad we live over just, here in Sweden or uh, France or uh, Australia. I'm glad we live anywhere, but there they having a that's a mess over there, John. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So like, the
0: whole so, world sees that, dude. That's yeah, so embarrassing. That's cool, it's crazy. Cool. Yeah, so embarrassing. <laughs>
1: but there were some times where I was just like, man, listen. Don't be, hey, he said. Don't use the word. It was comedy. Don't get me wrong. I had a good laugh. It was the best thing on TV at that time frame, bro. Best thing on TV in a minute. But uh, man said, man said, don't use that word. Smart with me,
2: you the bottom yeah. of your class,
1: bro. Don't use that word. Smart yeah. over here, Biden.
2: He, say, he says you graduated last in your class. Oh, like <laughs>
0: This is crazy. Yeah, you were last in your class. You're supposed to be first.
2: Like, damn. Yeah, man. But, like, one thing people don't know, like, because it's a big thing here, because, you know, Trump touts that he, he, been to, uh, he graduated from Wharton and all that. But a lot of people don't understand. When, they, when people think of the business school Wharton, they think of the master's program, getting your MBA from the Wharton School of Business. But the whole entire University of Pennsylvania business program, is called the Wharton School. So you can, he only had right. a bachelor's. All he did was graduate college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's all he did, was graduate college. A lot of people have that misconstrued. Like, he's like this great businessman and he got his MBA. Nah. And he probably cheated his way through college. You know what I mean? So,
0: probably. not. So he made a couple of good yeah. moves. Yeah. He done,
2: yeah. Did some, he, done, he done did some stuff now. Um, I feel yo, like I'm just laughing at
0: stuff because I don't know how to do it.
2: Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, man, if he really pulled that off, he's a legend, yo. <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, $750. You know I mean? And he probably said something like, if I get elected president, y'all definitely going to scrub my debt. exactly hey. so, you know, know you know. If I'm going to run the world, you're going to scrub my debt. Yeah, we won't talk <laughs> about it from here on out. But you, I'm not going to be running office with debt. I yeah, bet yeah. you they scrubbed it. That's
2: 750 and Think about though. how many people he bro. Think about how big his payroll taxes is. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he pays a lot of people. I bet he does pay taxes, just not but I he or-
1: I guarantee his business is so big, man. You can find so much stuff to write off. I mean, he's he making golf courses, apartments, hotels, yeah, yeah. everything. You know what I'm saying? So, it's true. Man, everything's write-off out there. I don't know how he got the 750 though, from from. Five hundred million, yeah. a billion, however much you make? I don't know how you yeah, got to seven fifty. You at least <laughs> got to pay. He's you at least
0: got to pass and go, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Facts, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right,
2: right. I think that's just. I really think that's just white privilege. Like, there's no reason. He's just getting greedy. You he know got. He, got, a, he like, got
1: under a grand, boy. I pay more taxes for sure, and then I know, like everybody <laughs> in uh, everybody in uh, like working America, they gotta be like, man, hold up, bro, <laughs> hold up, man. So. Nah, it's crazy, but it was just funny, man, to see good good old competition. I do like his competitive spirit. I ain't going to lie to you, but I'm glad Biden wasn't in there getting run over because last four four years ago, Hillary was getting run over in there. You know what I'm saying? Biden at least start throwing some yeah. clowns <laughs> out there and some stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like White He would not Tr- just get.
0: While Trump was get, talking about his son got some money. Yeah, yeah, what about that 3.5? That
1: 3.5? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where'd that come from, Boy, that 3.5? She Boy he petty. So uh how hey, long you known like, about
0: that three point
1: five. Hey I would have been I would have been like, True, who you would have took it too. All oh, y'all would have took the three point five if it was on the table, man. I don't wanna hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, they said three point five, where I sign it. Where I sign it, what you need? You know what I'm saying? Straight what up. what you need. So I mean, nah, that, it is what it is, man. There's a lot of things going on in this world. And that's the funniest, to be honest with you. And that's embarrassing. With racism at an all-time high, everything else going on in this world, the craziest thing going on is the presidential debate. <laughs> Crazy. That's like, <joke>, wow. Boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and then on top of that, he he uh, didn't denounce uh, white supremacy. He he backed in the corner on that joint. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's going to hurt he's him. He's backed
0: in the corner. He's backed in the corner, but I still think he's going to win, dude, unfortunately, because there's a lot of people with money. And oh, the Democrats money. are really trying to cut a lot of that money out. Them taxes are going to be high. And Trump is all pro-business. So, uh, oh, yeah. And that's a, that's, that's the, that's a mean, fact. You got to think a lot of people aren't affected by racism, right? So, like, especially yeah. out here in Texas, like, dude, I got people I'm close to that, like, I know, I know give, you know, 30% of any check they get. And I'm talking about a big check. They're giving it back to the kingdom. You know what I mean? So in his in his world, he's like, Man, I, I only follow God. And if there's an opportunity for, for me to rip more money out of darkness and give it to the kingdom, I gotta vote that way. That's respectable. Yep. However, you know, is that are you buying that over over, you know, the, the, just, the health of people? You I, know? <laughs> I mean,
1: I just don't e I was thinking about this today when I was working I was like, I mean, you know, I it would save me some money too. And voting that way, but I just don't. I just don't. I just don't like the guy. You know what I'm saying? That's just. Yeah. Like, I just don't like the guy. I don't care what you could do for me. If I don't like you, I don't bang with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, but there's
0: there's people who they know they don't like either one of them, but they want to protect yeah. their pockets. And I feel like yeah. that's the majority of everybody, unfortunately. Uh, unless unless you happen to be in this social justice scene and you happen to be affected by it, but if not, it's sad, bro. There's a lot of people who really just going vote towards the money. Nah, yeah, that's real man. Yeah, everybody out
1: there, listening to me, man. I say, bump the coins, bump the coins, get that man off TV, bro. He embarrassing the whole country, embarrassing everybody. All of us, even if we don't, even if he don't affect us. Like I used to think on the first time he got, I was like, man, this man don't affect me like that. But he done got to my streets now. You know
2: what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh yeah, I think that's just like we just gotta move move past right. it, figure it out later. Yeah. But we gotta let somebody yeah. else try. That's yeah. my that's my thing. I mean,
2: it's okay. it's beyond politics. It's it's beyond politics right now with this man. It's not about Republican or Democrat or whatever you wanna be. It's really just get the racist out of office. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. Like
0: you would to hope that would be the, me, the
2: priority, dude. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying for me, you know what I'm saying, it's it's really I can't go no other way because I really don't see him as Republican, man. He or he's like Republican on like a sh- extreme, extreme level, but you know what I mean, like the Republicans that I know that will vote for him don't even like him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right.
0: I right. can't. Absolutely. Do that, bro. Absolutely. You know. They don't like him, but it's the money. Right. It's can, the can money. And hey, here's a the question. Money Man, dude, I'm telling you, there's some good people I know, bro, that, that look me dead in my face. Like, listen, I hate this dude. However, when it comes down to, and there's, there's, I definitely want him to go. When it comes to coming out of COVID, out of quarantine, and you know, the economy is on the rise, the last thing we want to be doing is this. I get it, but I, I I'm not with it, but you know, I hear, I hear you. (laughs)
2: this is what I've been, what I, what I thought about being down in West Virginia and working in West Virginia, I actually met a couple coal miners. Right. And they just want, they just, they just want to keep their jobs, you know? And the way, right. uh, the, the typical Repu- uh, uh, Democrat talks about the green new deal and, you know, cleaning the carbon footprint is just like, they never actually, they kind of are forgot about that. Like no one ever really, has a plan because you're wiping out jobs so like right. it's not like you're, you're literally taking their jobs with no program to like get them you know used to get them educated in solar panel activity whatever whatever you know what i'm saying so you're really just yeah. taking away their jobs without offering nothing so they're handcuffs you know what i mean so like if biden's listening you should lay out a plan to help the the people whose Biden's jobs are listening. Good. I don't
1: know if we're getting to
2: Biden, yeah. bro. I don't know <laughs> No, but isn't that... I thought about that when I was like... I was like, dang, you like... And a young boy I was talking to, man. Clean cut dude. I would have never thought he worked in a coal mine. But he got a good job. He 19, didn't go to college. 19, makes 75 a year. Good benefits. It's his, it's his parents' business. He's chilling. You know what I mean? He's like, yo, shoot, I'm voting for Trump. Just... I just don't want anybody messing with my job, put regulations on my job, possibly take it away. You know what I mean? And, so,
1: And I'm telling y'all, that's all good. And Trump, we can support him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like like I said four years ago, I said, man, I don't, if he's president, I don't think he can really, you know, don't really affect me. president don't affect me until it affected me. You know what I'm saying? With the Breonna yeah. Taylor stuff, the people with AKs on the street out here and all kind of stuff like that. Like, that's all him. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what nobody say. Like, you could have, as a leader in football, we know that there's a way to handle altercations. You know what I'm saying? We don't see great head coaches handle locker room issues, handle problems in the media, handle all those things the correct way. So we understand what it looks like to public face a mess. You know what I'm saying? And the right. way he's public facing a mess is, is just making it worse. So that's my issue with right. the situation is like, you, I ain't never seen the man, met the man, talk to the man, but how he leads is affecting me. On a day
0: to day, that's yeah, the issue. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? yeah, it's so, bad. That was bad leadership depicted, no matter what. Through that whole thing, we we definitely came away with that. Either way, we screwed. Yeah, uh, my question to y'all is: if you could pick a, any third person in the world, any third candidate, who would you pick just to run for these four years, get us up out of it?
2: Get a people's favorite, a people's uh, champ. Who you got, Dom? Um, right now, I for I think Biden is the person that we need right now. I don't care about policies. I think I we we can't have another stark contrast. Like I think he's the what we need right now, but I wouldn't mind seeing Kamala do her thing in there for real,
0: for real. So You know
1: you know who I like I like Mark Cuban. I'm a Mark Cuban supporter, man.
0: Um Man Two people Mark said Cuban. that yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I got I got the Rock. I got the Rock. <laughs> Mark Cuban and uh, somebody said Bill Clinton all right, yo, one got more all right, run at I got a question for you guys, yo. All
2: right, um, let's say who who would just put it this way, bro. You don't. We're not doing this in freaking basketball. We're not asking. We're not asking somebody that doesn't play, that that never played basketball before, to to go in the league and and. and be the six man or you know, start for the seventy six <laughs> or something. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why are we asking all these non politicians? We already had we already saw what happens, bruh, when you get a non politician, I think we just realized
1: I think we just realized that uh politicians is is, is I just see Mark Cuban as like it, all
0: right. It's played he, out. I just need somebody who's successful in business and he uh, actually business. has shown he cares about He can about do, the, he can do oh, the money side man. of things. I think and guys that, you he, guys are we under
2: know he's not underestimating. You guys are underestimating, brother. You guys are underestimating what it takes to run a country and govern a nation, bro. You 100%. got to go. How, how you going to yo, go straight to the league? How you going to go straight to the league and skip, and, 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 and skip, you know, Pop Warner and high school and college and all that? You can't do that, bro. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know, bro. The- I don't know, bro. I don't know, What do you I think, mean you don't know, bro? You need experience.
0: Experience I think we just got PTSD right now, and we just want somebody to come in and just be the opposite, bro. We don't want no the, politics the president. The president of the country.
2: Crazy. I think we want people to be the opposite. But like, the president I, think of I think the, the nation- country is <laughs> not just
1: the president though. Like, <laughs> the politics is like for the senators, the governors. All like that's politics. The president of the country is a leader. That's it. That's how I see it. The president no, of the country the is a President leader. of the a... country
2: is politics on the highest level.
1: But I understand he I just. But everything is being passed through him. He's just signing off on things, right? Like everything's done from the ground up, and it got to be passed through levels and levels and levels of things. Like, yeah, but you're not the only the senator. The and, president, president, and then, like, think about how much Trump, going to shake Trump hands. did. He going to, just... shake... He going to think...
2: shake hands. He the face. Yeah, but but think about how much Trump did using his executive privilege. He didn't got people out of jail. That's like me saying. That's
1: like me saying like. I know how to code something, but I'm still the face of the tech company. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how to code nothing. At the end of the day, but I'm still the face of the tech company, and I lead the tech company, not knowing nothing about tech. Yeah, but that don't. <laughs> that's not. That's not. But that's the same yeah. thing. Like at the end of the day, leadership bruh. is
2: leadership. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because then, then why don't y'all apply that for the engineering firm, bro? I say, I say, I'm working for the engineering firm. Y'all laughing. You work, you, firm, right? you, you work for the, the
1: engineering firm, bro. You work for You don't have to face that engineering firm. You know what I'm saying? I am the That's face different. of
2: the engineering firm. Nah,
1: nah, bro. You ain't the face of the engineering firm, bro.
2: That's, the dad's, business right That's
1: the dad's business, right there, man. That day that nah, day, that thing was established when you was in diapers. You know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> the face of. The nah, president.
2: it was that before I was born. But, bro, you guys underestimate what it takes to become the president of the United States. You need to go. You can't do that in anything else. We talk about it in business. You just don't all of a sudden up and become rich and just and and, and be successful. You got, you, got to, you got to go through the whole journey, bro, to get to the success, man. You just can't be a freaking good businessman and think you're going to be good in foreign relations and everything else that comes with being a president. And it don't work like that, man. It don't work like that. And we tried listen, it before. We just tried it.
1: Bro, from the, my perspective, I want a, I want a polit- politician that can be my VP or whatever, but I need somebody that's going to stand in front of the camera and he's going to lead the country knowing all eyes is on him. The head coach, do it got to be good at X and O's. We know
2: that. But what head coach really isn't good at X and O's? Because they got to be head coach. You're to a being... coach that wasn't that
1: good at X and O's, bro.
0: Man, there's head hey, coaches man. that don't even touch so don't the X and O's bro. no more because they, yeah, cause man, they OCDC are crazy. They, they work one but. side of it. They may need to help the D.C. out.
2: All right, but OCD what I'm saying, calls. though, is what's head coach their first job? What's head coach their first job, though? Nope. Nope, it wasn't. Okay, so what was they before that? A coordinator or something. You know, okay, they. that's fine. Yeah, they can that's be a coordinator. But I don't. we know
1: head coaches that weren't coordinators before that. Deion Sanders just got the head coaching job. He got
2: No, he's an offensive coordinator for his high school.
1: Bruh, so you you going to compare an offensive coordinator for – I mean, I'm an offensive line coach at, at Henry Clay High School. Now, you just, now that's enough experience to go be a <laughs> head
2: coach. No, but you just said Deion Sanders got the head coaching job. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying
1: now, oh, he's a a coordinator in high school. We're talking high school. And then that's okay for him to be the head coach of a college?
2: No, he just got a head coaching job. Yes. Oh, man, I don't even. Let me look this up on my handy dandy iPad. All right, go ahead and look this up, man.
1: It's not not, all right. We're going to get into this this joint. You know what I'm saying, bro?
2: So everybody. We need to take a poll, bro. We'll
1: Take a poll, man. We'll take a poll. But, uh. I think it's. Just I, think extre- I think it's extremely important, just for me being. Un- I mean, all of us have been under leaf great leaders and people that are have eyes on them. Like we, we sit in the meeting room every day and we look at a guy to give us the hope and inspiration, even if we owe for twelve. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Owe for twelve. We sit in there on Monday mornings and we need some hope and some inspiration to go out here and do something. You know what I'm saying? Like that is important. You can't have a guy come up there and, 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 and talk down on you. You can't do it, man. It don't work like that. So yeah, first and fair. foremost, I need first and foremost, I need a good leader. Fact. I don't care if he don't have no politician his pol- political history. So
2: um, I I think there's good politicians that are good leaders. You know what I'm saying? That's we'll, fine. As long as
1: they can, as long as they can do that. Biden was up there stuttering. He looked terrible. Come on, man, get your stuff together, man.
2: <laughs> Inspire <laughs> us. Inspire us. Hey yo. Hey yo, but but <laughs> <laughs> Yo you funny man. It, yo, it's tough to talk though when you got the I ain't making excuses because you say he ain't that good with his numbers. When he starts spitting out the numbers he gets to stuttering. But it is tough <laughs> to get your talk out when you got the ball when you got the ball in your ear, ear yapping away under that hot ass light. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's neither here nor there. Hey, that's one thing that was so great about Barack Obama. Like bump
1: everything political. When he got in front of the when he got in front of that mic, everybody was tune in. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was tuned in, and we and we held on to every word he said. And he was cool, calm, and collected. Like, everything is under control. That's it. You know, Barack you know, was a
2: senator before he was a, a president, though.
1: Yeah, I know. But bump all that. Like, when he got in front of that mic, that was his most valuable quality, was calming things down. Like, we going to be good. Like, what was his yeah. thing? Yes, we can. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was his thing. Like. I I I I value that more than anything. It's somebody that can get up there and say, "Listen, things is bad. <laughs> things is bad, but we gonna be alright." You know what I'm saying? Something <laughs> like that. Man, don't go up there and say, "Man, y'all suck," because I done been there, sucky, <laughs> y'all done been there in them sucky locker rooms. And hey, it takes somebody that knows what they're doing to go up there every every weekend. Uh, tell a bunch of losers that we, we got a chance this week. We used to have a defensive coordinator. We used to have a defensive, coordinator. Yes, but, have a defensive coordinator. His saying was every week, it's a new week, boys. It's a new week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. yeah, that's Joy too.
1: New week. It's like week new week. New week. <laughs> new week. <laughs> you know so, nah, man, let's jump into this thing, Peyton, man. So, um, Obviously, me and Peyton played for the skids, man, for a little bit. Peyton ended up getting six seasons in in the NFL, but we're going to jump in before that, man. So, tell us, man, where you grow up? Where you born at? All those different type of things.
0: When you start playing football, uh, I
1: mean, you always thought you was had a chance exactly. at the
0: league? Nah, uh, man. Yes and no. I mean, you know, we ain't the biggest of folks Chase, so it wasn't, always, it wasn't always the best possible situation. But I grew up yeah. in uh, Sacramento, California. It's in NorCal. I started playing ball when I was 10, um, and I... Suck, dude. I was a par player. My dad was – so my dad had played uh, – he had played in college. He went to Oklahoma State in Oregon, and then he ended up playing a little Canadian ball. So my dad was my coach. They thought we were going to be real, you know. I'm, my dad's the only black dude where where I was playing football at, so they thought they was going to get a star. Chase, I suck, bro. I suck <laughs> so bad. I was – a uh, for two seasons, I was a par player, and uh, my helmet was bigger than me. And uh, I didn't want to hit nobody. Uh, and uh, by, by our player, that meant that you got your seven plays because you paid, You, your mom paid for you to play. You get seven plays a game. They would get throw me in on four down. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to run in and get you one and come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I ended up, uh, you know, high school ball, college ball, went to San Jose State, uh, undrafted. Uh, I believe you were too, right? Yep, yep, undrafted out of Union. Yep, undrafted. Yep, and then uh, I was with uh, Atlanta for a minute. Atlanta was dope. Uh, I definitely wanted to sign there. They said they were going to come get me. No, they all said they could come get you. Uh, mm-hmm. But they said they were going to come get me uh, as like a seventh, sixth or seventh round pick. But then they had signed Asante Samuel as a free agent. So, of course, I was looking to go everywhere else. But then yeah. after the draft, I decided to sign with uh, Atlanta just because one, I knew I probably wasn't going to get to play because I was on practice squad, so I just wanted to go to a loaded roster where I can learn a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. They had, uh, dude, they had William Moore and Thomas Deku with their Pro Bowl safeties, and they had Dante Robinson, Brent Grimes, Asante Samuels, and damn, they had somebody else too. They were all pro bowlers. Grimes, under,
1: Grimes, underrated. That's a name that the people be forgetting. But
0: Grimes was nice. Man, Grimes is man at five eight and a half, bro. That's one of the best athletes I ever seen in my life. Five eight, eight and a half. he's in, he's in my <laughs> yeah, he's in my five two. He's in my my uh, top two, uh, top three athletes I've ever seen. Um, yeah, man, they taught me a lot, dude. Uh, and then went to Washington. Man, I ain't like nothing about Washington, bro. That was just a bad thirteen months. Uh, that There's something about that locker room, bro. That was just a weird vibe in that that uh, building. Yeah, so uh, there's yeah. yeah, a lot of things coming out. about that. Yeah. yeah, came out <laughs> about the locker room. <laughs> that 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 building was just weird, bro. The whole vibe was weird. Uh, just from being on other teams and then being in there. Maybe it was just that was my first time being in the room. Yeah, I never seen all the locker rooms. That was the one team I was with so oh, okay was yeah that, that, was, bro, that was that building just was kind of eerie but uh maybe it was just the snow i wasn't used to being out in the snow but uh got up out of there i went to the bears for like four days dude and then ended up in jacksonville and uh yes, put in, in a little over it. four years there Yeah, yep. solid. before yep, we get jump into all that
1: man so how was san jose san jose state and uh what did you study there how was the team playing ball there all those different type man. of things
0: San Jose State was cool, man. It was a little commuter school in the Bay. We were in between Cal, Berkeley, and Stanford, so uh, those are the two powerhouses. Of Stanford used to just smack us every year, but uh, playing at San Jose was dope because we played five power ranking teams every year. So you were playing good competition, like you're playing Bama, Wisconsin, SC. Mm-hmm. Like you getting the reps in for sure. Like y'all getting destroyed. But you getting the rap stand versus, you know, to put some tape back, athletes man. that, yeah, you, exactly. Right. Uh so as far as football, man, it was a good experience, dude. Just played nickel and corner for the most part. And then, uh, school was dope, man. I studied, I started out studying kinesiology, which was uh, the most interesting to me. And probably why I went to San Jose over like some other schools that were close to me, like in Nevada or Fresno, um, they had a really good kinesiology program, but then we had a California state budget cuts my sophomore year, so they came in and cut a bunch of classes. Now our team practiced, we practiced in the morning, uh, and then we would be done by eleven. So you take all afternoon classes, and that kinesiology program, man, they cut all the um, they cut all the afternoon classes and only made them like eight a.m. classes. So we all had to transfer up out of that. Um, I ended up uh, majoring in sociology instead. Uh, okay. just barely finished in time after having to make the transfer um thank god that's not a. I i mean i guess those are two cool things i got to use in life later on but you know those majors really for the most part don't have too much to do with what you got going on
2: yeah.
0: uh and then fast track past that football stuff man you just getting out here to austin and the real estate stuff that was all just a new bro it was a new leap
1: definitely so we'll jump to that um like talk to us about how finding your footing you know being on under playing on the bottom of the roster a lot, man talk to about I talked about that experience a little bit for myself, but just you know man. knowing that you could be gone any day, uh almost I always tell people that like I always had to treat every practice like it was game opportunities, you know so especially during absolutely. Time and things of that
2: nature absolutely
1: but tell talk to us about that experience of you know on basically living day to day in the league until you got your foot in a little bit in Jacksonville probably had a little space. Uh, to to be yeah. a little bit more comfortable, but talk about your experience during that in the league,
0: man. Uh, it was humbling, dude. As you know, it's real humbling. Uh, you go from being the guy to getting somewhere, and you're just not the guy. You can be gone any day, and there's people around you uh, getting called into the office and leaving with papers every day, getting cut, and uh, you kind of just hold on, man. You just kind of try to have a little bit of faith, uh, and I think that's one of those like back against the ropes feelings, right? Like. You know, you don't got anything else. as this or go home? So every day is like a game. Every conversation you have with the coach is strategic. You know what I mean? There's a purpose to everything because there's they they got a purpose to find a reason to cut you for everything. So it's just you know everything from what you say, how you you know how you carry yourself, are you paying attention? Do you know what you're doing? You know, are you doing it right? Are you able to lead, or are you just a follower in the back, just a young guy? Uh, just everything is magnified, you know, times 10. And it is, it is a little bit of a stressful situation, but it's very humbling. It'll definitely knock all that, it'll knock all that clutter and, and everything else you got going on off so that you can just focus on, on what it is that you can focus on and control what you can control, uh, which is, you know, the main things of the main things is just control what you can control. Uh, and it's just a grind, dude. It's very militant, as you know. You know, it's nerve-wracking. Uh, it, it'll eat your lunch some days, but some days you're going to really win, man, and you just hope that those things are counted for. And those things really, uh, you know, a, a lot of it is right place, right time. I tell people all the time there is a lot of luck that goes into it. Cause it yeah. could have been any day I blew that knee out, you know, dropped that pick, you know what I'm saying, or just didn't come, you know, didn't get enough sleep, was just out there running slow, getting, getting waxed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it could be anything, any day. There's so many variables that you just got to really be humble and just come with it. So you, you you
1: bounce around a little bit from Atlanta to Washington to Chicago, and then you find a, a good home for you in in Jacksonville. How did you you know? Did you make any adjustments, or do you think it was right fit, right place type situation? Like, how did you get
0: you know? It, it was right into- fit, right place, right time. Uh, it was more of like a. Uh, it was nothing like Washington, dude. It was very like. Uh, you know, there were players, coaches. They were, it had like a good, like all inclusive, you know, locker room. It was a good team vibe, right? Uh mm-hmm. It was just much more lack. And I don't really think I changed up too much. I think yeah. I was who I was and just continued to kind of grind and just stay in my lane and do what I had to do. Um, But that defense and the positions that they put me in and, uh you know, they were letting me play safety, nickel, corner. I was playing everything. Uh, just the, the way the defense is built, the way the defense is built, even at 185, dude, if you play fast, dude, you can play linebackers, nickels, safety, everything's just running lateral to downhill, keep everything in front of you and just playing fast. Like if you mess up, mess up fast because there's nine, ten other guys just hauling ass behind you. Uh, So, man, it was just right place, right time, and right fit, really. There is luck right. that goes into it. You know that.
1: Yeah, no that already. Um, uh, but well, that's dope though, because you know there's some flexibility with that stuff because I know that um I was doing that a little bit in Washington, playing uh safety, nickel, corner, and all those different type of things out there. And then they was truly trying to get me to, to stay at safety, and I was like, I'm still taking them corner reps, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey right, bro, right I'm gonna play, take them corner reps. So, you know, being a little hard-headed in that situation and then obviously not taking special right. teams seriously. So. That's one thing I commend it. On you is basically you put me anywhere and watch me do what I watch me do what I can do, and I think that was you know right. that's how you become the coaches, a coach's a coach's player type situation for sure. So, right. Uh, you want to speak but on like you know like how it was. you know, being, know how being like moldable mm-hmm. or, or or just being like open to do whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean you you got to be open to be molded, or to be molded, and you got to let the yeah. coaches coach right. Um yeah. But you, it's it, I don't you know. There's a big piece to, you know, most guys don't make it because they're just not coachable or they're not paying attention. But you also know, you know, some guys just don't get it. They don't understand that it's about the details, right? But then there's some situations you get into. Like, I remember it was in Washington. I, did, I get I get in trouble when I made a play. You know what I'm saying? You get a mm-hmm. pass breakup, he'd be like, why you weren't two by two? I'm like, bro. <laughs> Cause yeah, two he's two, six, bro. six, bro. Maybe I need to be two by three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just stuff like that to where like, they really hold that against you. Right. Mm. You know, versus versus having a, a coach, a coach who's like, Hey, you know, be two by two. And if you're like, Hey man, he's a little bit bigger. I would love to be two by two and a half. So I can just stay on top or stay on that top shoulder. And he's like, okay, do it, you know, but if it doesn't work, go back. Cause if you get beat, it's a L, it's a L. but that communication's there and it allows you to be, to play a little bit more lax, right? There's a little bit, I don't want to say more room for error, but you can just play faster. You don't really got to like be so robotic with it and do exactly what they say. You know what I mean? So uh, I think a lot of that has to do with it, but you do have to know when and where is the right time to be coachable and to be moldable from a coach and just be humble and listen. You know what I mean?
1: hmm Awesome. So transitioning out of the NFL, how was transitioning for you? Uh first, like from a player's perspective, did you know it was over or was you like training and still like half in, half out type situation? And did you think of any options I outside mean, of the NFL when you were doing I don't the
0: know why. I don't know why it was over, but I've been leading the special teams for two years and was a special teams captain, and we had just lost in the AFC championship. So mm-hmm. I don't think it should have been over, but uh I would assume it was probably my health and stuff like that. Just getting a little bit older. You got a bunch of young guys coming in, bro. Your time is your time. And you know you know how we are, dude. Every year was my last year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm always ready for it. So when they were like, oh, we're not going to sign you back, after they were supposed to re-up me, I was like, oh, okay. This is where that thing takes a turn. It have been good for so long. You know what I mean? This is where things like that take a turn. But I was yeah. never a guy who was going to work out for two, three years and hold on to hope like that, like for
2: what I was just about to ask
0: that I was just about to ask like like for what once once that once they hit me with that I was on it like I'm taking I'm on YouTube taking uh Udemy classes and stuff like that on grammar and punctuation because I know I'm I know I'm I'm, I haven't touched on any of that in a while the most I've had to write is text and sign and signatures like you know what I mean I haven't had to write professional emails or letters or resumes or anything like that so I just started touching up on stuff. And then one thing that I teach in a lot of my stuff, uh, especially when guys call me, is I teach about coffee for degrees was my little strategy. And you know how it is when you get out, you don't know if like, oh, do I finish school or go get my masters or do I, you know, do I just get right into it? It is the new age of the tech age, like do I even need a master's, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you get to that, you get to that phase and I start doing this thing where I was literally getting on LinkedIn touched up my LinkedIn because I don't have I didn't have Facebook, nothing like that at the time. Um I just had LinkedIn and Instagram. And Instagram was like, to me in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm wasting time on here. Like I could be getting a job, not spending these checks. Um yeah. and I'm shooting in these girls' DMs, but I'm not shooting in any CEO's DMs. So I'm like, man, <laughs> let me get on, let me get on LinkedIn, dude. I'm over here wasting, wasting Wasting text, words, time, and effort, dude. I need to be, let's, let's get it. So I started going on LinkedIn and really just asking a bunch of, like, I'm telling you, people I ain't got no business talking to. CEO of some construction company, whatnot, whatnot. I would just ask them, like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Uh, I just got done playing ball. I'm still working out for teams. But, hey, I'm lost, and I think I like what you do. Um, I'd really like to just sit down and pick your brain and buy you a cup of coffee if that's cool, if you got some time and i was shooting shots. Hey, i'm shooting shots, dude. I'm hitting I'm hitting five or six shots a day. That means I'm I'm hitting 10 people. And that next week I just started scheduling them all in between my workouts, one or two cups of coffee a day. Sometimes it would be every other day, sometimes it would just be, you know, I only had two that week. However it worked out, I was just meeting with different people in fields that I thought I wanted to be in. Like, you know, somebody who had a franchise and owned a couple sandwich shops or somebody who own a construction company or a realtor. It doesn't have to be a CEO. I would just take them to the coffee, buy them, just ask them for 30 minutes of time and ask them for nothing but information on what they did right and what they did wrong. Because, you know, most people, they've tried one or two careers already. And they uh-huh. they worked on their third thing, and this is why. And then you go back and you'd be like, okay, well, what did you not like about the last two, one for one? And then, you you know, you find out what you like and what you don't like. And I tell a lot of guys that it may not, you may not figure out what it is you want to do, but you're going to knock off a bunch of stuff that you know you don't want to do, which Mm -hmm. will at least, at least narrow down the scope a little bit for you, right? To where you actually get to a point where you're like, oh, I want to do this or this. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you got to that point too, where at first you're like, man, I could do anything. I finally don't have football taking up all my time. I'm not living in a box. Mm I can just like picking a major again. Like there's a hundred things I can pick. But if you start, if you start doing that and really just using people for information, then nothing but information. Don't ask for a handout. Don't ask for a job, an internship, nothing. Anything just ask for time, time and perspective and just get their perspective on how different people feel about things and really work on what it's like to talk to another grown man outside of football, outside of a coach or a player. What it's like to talk to somebody who does something completely different than you and learning how to have a professional conversation with that person from everything from being presentable, looking them in their eyes, and just learning how to have a grown up ass conversation outside of the locker room, right? And just kind of piecing through that, dude. I just, that just, bro, I just started picking up momentum and just at least whatever I was doing in the day, even if I was being efficient with my time or not, was doing, was working towards what. I thought I was interested in at the time and I, man, everything just started picking up from there.
1: Silent. Was you doing anything at all during your career outside of sports?
0: <clears throat> so I did a couple of public, public speaking events, a couple camps, a couple charity events. And I knew people who were in real estate and I always knew I wanted to get into it, but it always just seemed like there was so much to it. Like it was learning a whole new instrument or a whole new sport and mm-hmm. I just didn't have the time for it, right? That's what we all think. We don't have the time for it, especially while we're playing. But no, nah, I didn't do anything like that.
1: I was telling – I was I always tell people, like, one thing I wish I did was do some real estate investments for some reoccurring Absolutely. revenue while I was still playing uh, in the NFL. So. Just, th- just my thought process was thinking if he did anything like that. I know uh, B. Merriweather, he had told me he did some things like that. I'm like, man, why are you holding, why are you holding on to the gym close to the vest? That's another thing about the locker room. Right. Like we all in here coming from similar situations, trying to figure out what to do with this money in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And how you making money? You know what I'm saying? Are you doing anything outside of it? Why are we hey, have those conversations honestly, in the locker
0: room? Honestly, I would have had a meeting like that. Like a player's meeting during OTAs, yeah. like, hey, let's talk business. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. Next, like, okay, y'all are doing that. Cool. Y'all are doing that. Cool. Uh, yeah, next week, y'all going to tell us what y'all are up to. Yeah, fuck that playbook. Next week, y'all <laughs> going to tell us what you're up to, and we'll ask questions. And If you don't know the answers to those questions, at least we're thinking about it. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. So,
0: that nah, I think been that's dope.
1: definitely something they can do better. I don't know NFLPA somebody because you know we we had like a rookie symposium or rookie like uh, classes right. the first year or whatever.
0: But you know and, what you can do? What? You can take you can take a CEO to coffee, dude. I know they'll sit down oh, and chase minifigs for sure. Oh yeah, I you know mean
1: what the NFL brand speaks. Monk. You can get into you can get into a lot bro, of
0: drinks. Bro, people were telling me. I had some guys ask me like, uh, why would they want to sit down with me? I said, what? I said, dude, you don't understand, like outside of Forbes and like, that's the top 30 or 50 in that, in whatever category they're highlighting in the world. Uh, bruh, there ain't no sports center top 10 or no highlights or no stat sheets for, uh, people that's making these plays outside of, outside of sports. I'm like, man, don't, their wife don't care about them. Their wife probably don't know nothing about their business. Their kids don't care. And the people that they work with all want something from them because they, they're successful. Bro, if you just go to sit down and say you just want to buy them coffee and just hear about their story, man, they gonna give you all the juice. They'll mm-hmm. probably tell you how to start a whole company just because they probably never get to have that conversation with somebody where they don't want something from them or they like actually care about what they're talking about.
1: Makes sense. No,
2: that's
1: right. Right. that's um, right. So, not much. You so you got hit the ground running pretty much once you got once you got that news from the Jaguars. Didn't know what was going to come. Did anybody ever give you a call at all? Like any teams ever give you a workout yeah. or anything like that?
0: Yeah, I went to four or five workouts. Okay. Yeah, I went to four or five workouts. Uh, I would do great. Killed the workouts, but I would just always leave hurting, dude. I would just always leave hurting. My body was still hurting. Uh, I ended up finding out my knees were torn. I had two torn hips, uh, bone spurs in my hips. My my stuff was messed up. I ended up having a couple of surgeries. Uh, after um, some of those workouts. Mm. All
1: right. Well, so now what are you working on? So you working on? Tell everybody what you're doing currently and how you got into it.
0: Oh man! So I got out here and I got a uh, man taking the guys to coffee. I found a mentor, somebody who like genuinely just wanted to raise up a young guy and just had no problem with it. And all I asked for when we after our second meeting was if I could join in on his meetings, like his company's meeting and just be a fly on the wall, just bring my notebook. Uh, long story short, he ended up, you know, really helped me out, becoming a good friend, man. Um, I invested in a couple projects um, with them and or oversaw a couple projects with them and was kind of just learning um, from everything that they were teaching and just sitting in on it every day. Got to work on, I think in a year and a half that I was with them, I invested in one project but worked on seven or eight projects. Everything from like design selection, you know, sales, marketing, uh working with uh investors. Um, what are you as doing? an investor, tell, me about, it was tell me cool about what you do currently. Like, what's the actual like? What are y'all doing? Like, what that at that point, I was just working for the builder, learning everything. Builder. Right. Okay. So cool. Now, now, once now since COVID hit, right? Hmm. Now since COVID hit, I held all those roles for a builder and worked on, and oversaw all of those projects. So now I just transferred out of that into my own wing and i'm starting to do my own development closer to downtown austin um things that are probably under a million dollars not the luxury custom homes that i was doing with that uh, with that builder so now we're doing stuff that's under a million bucks about um downtown building and then i i also invest in those um and then i work the brokerage side too so as an agent I help people, you know, find homes, buy or sell their homes. And then I help my investors or past teammates uh with their investments out here. And sometimes I'll invest with them or sometimes they'll even invest in my build. Um, so they all kind of feed each other. It's kind of like two or three businesses in one.
2: Silent, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, you just, you strictly do residential? You don't do commercial at all with the building
0: company? Yeah. I mean, and thank God because uh, commercial is taking a hit right now, but. Um, yeah, just everything has been residential, which so this market it, is booming out here.
1: Tell everybody, how do you actually make money on that? Like, cause you know, um, from the business perspective of side of things, like you're building it for cheap, selling it for high. Like if somebody was to invest in it, what's the benefit they're getting out of this situation?
0: Um, it depends on what you're investing. If you're just investing in the market out here and you're looking for a flip, you're looking for something to buy a little bit cheaper, fix it up and sell it or maybe you're looking to, you know, give a low offer on something, you know, these may be clients calling me asking for, to get them into an investment, or this may mm-hmm. be something, an investment that I find. And I said that they can, all go in on it with them. Or this may be one of my builds where, you know, somebody may participate as an investor in one of my developments or my builds. And the ways you can get paid on that, obviously with the, with the other stuff that you're buying in the market, if you buy them and, you know, add value to them, you can resell them or rent them out and make more money. But if you invest in a build, you can get paid from signing on the note. You can make money. You mm-hmm. can make money uh, by investing your own money because you get a, um, you get a preferred return on your money, almost like interest on your money for letting somebody borrow your money. And then by investing in that project at whatever split you invested in, say it's 50 50 with just one other person. You also get to split the profit as well. So if we build if we buy the land for three hundred K and the construction is six hundred K, that's nine hundred K and we sell it for one point three, that's four hundred K in profit that y'all get to split mm-hmm. on Silent. top of the money you get back that you put in and your preferred return. So being a part of a builder or a development is also, is just really cool because you get paid a couple times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How now so it's from traditional a- from a ground project like that, where y'all buying the, land, buying the land or purchasing the lot, then building it up then selling it, uh, what's the time length on from that whole process? Like what's the length of the project? And then how quickly do they usually sell? Uh,
0: so the one we're about to break ground on is uh, just in South Austin. It's the condo regime. So it's basically we buy one lot, we get the city to split it in two. And it'll be, you know, there's a lot of them in Austin, but you may start seeing them where you live um it'll be just a regular neighborhood and on one lot you'll see a house in the front and a house in the back a unit a and a unit b and the one in the front will be over two thousand square feet the one in the back may be in total like 1500 square feet um but it's two single family homes on one lot that's our next project that we got going the ground the ground is probably like 300k the construction will be 600K. Again, that leaves us at 900K and for both of those units in total. We'll probably sell them for 1.3, right? So that's a $400,000 profit. Once you pay the builder, whatnot, whatnot, you know, there's a good quarter mil left over just to be split amongst the investors. And if only two investors went in, right? And they put hundred K yeah. in and hundred K in, they got their money back. They got their 8% preferred return back. And then they got to split that quarter mil as well. So they really made, you know, over 200k a piece.
1: How long is the project
0: usually Uh, take? That one should take. From that one should be from ground from money in to sell should be eight months. Because that build should be done in quick.
2: Yeah, that's well. Yeah, that residential. Yeah, that's. That's what's up, though. Yeah,
0: I mean, that not all and not all of them work that smooth like not all of them work that smooth like butter, but just for round numbers. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what you it looks like
2: like a bed like how could because because if you're doing new construction i'm I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you guys know like all right so this area is probably like this area is going to be booming soon, you know like what right. like what would be an example where your projection was lower like uh you sold it for less than what you built it for you you projected to sell it at 1.3 but nobody was buying it at 1.3 has that ever happened
0: well that that just happened to a comp somebody down the street uh one of our competitors in that same neighborhood they built just one single family home on a lot and that neighborhood is starting to turn over they're definitely on those condo regimes the back units are like 1500 square feet and they're selling for like almost 600k and the front unit is 2200 square feet and they're going for like 750k people are buying these right so one of our competitors decided to build a single family home down the street that sold for a million okay cool well they just built another one and put it on the market for 1.3 not budging and they're probably into it they're over a mil for sure i'm sure if they got the price point at 1.3 um, and it hasn't sold yet. So they're going to, you know, let's, let's say, let's first say example, they spent, you know, a million bucks building it. Right. They have to sell that thing for one, 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 two to make any money. Right. They can't really bump that price down. They're, they're just sitting there hoping that the rest yeah, of the neighborhood turns it. over and somebody buys it. Yeah. I mean, but again, that's a builder doing it, right? So they probably got a couple million dollars in cash flow. I'm sure ten to fifteen, and they're not really worried about. Um, they're not worried about that one house not selling. It probably sucks, but all their other yeah. houses are probably creating enough cash flow that it's not that big of a deal. But they're definitely sitting. That's what happens. You got to build under budget. You can't, just, you can't just go try to set the market on your own. Yeah.
2: I'm yeah.
0: Solid. I'm yeah. good. Okay.
1: Um, so now, how long have you been doing this now? Uh, since you were working with your mentor to actually, you know, doing this yourself now. How long has this time frame been?
0: Uh, April. April. Since April. And we're almost on project number two.
1: Okay. So this has been quick. Okay. You were
0: fast, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, here's the thing. When you work for a builder, however many homes they build is... However much money you can make. If they only build three homes, you can only get three checks. If you're running the show and you're doing smaller projects so you can run more projects and run the show, I can get paid more often. Yeah. So sure for me you know. it was it was almost like, yeah, let me let me leave here and go rock with some people who want to uh move at the speed I'm moving at uh and do what I'm doing because these are gonna be people, you know, especially during COVID, not everybody was cash friendly. Right? Like You know, not everybody was, when uh, COVID hit, was like, oh, yeah, let's go make some moves. I was looking for some people who were like, hey, let's go make some moves, right? Uh, So we found a couple good situations because in those situations and still, there's going to be some people who aren't doing so well. And unfortunately, in real estate, they're going to have to give up some of their properties or they're going to put them up for sale just because they kind of have to. And that's when you can find some opportunities.
1: So talk to us a little bit about uh, the Players Reach Foundation.
0: Ooh, I like Players Reach. So when I moved out here to Austin, I didn't know anybody. So, But I kept meeting, like, and Austin's very small. You'll realize that. But uh, I kept meeting retired guys and active guys and, like, people who played other sports out here Often, uh This is, like, a good off-season place to be. Uh, UT's right here. Long story short, I just realized there was a good athlete network out here. And I was building, you know, I'm in real estate and I'm building custom homes. And as you probably realize when you get done playing ball, uh, the one thing that you're probably really missing is networking. Like if you want to run a business, your networking and your people skills better be on point because, uh, you know, every interaction is a meeting for sure. Uh, so, When I got out here, I just decided, like, hey, man, I got to combine this professional network that I got, these prestigious golf clubs that I'm in, uh, and, you know, custom builders and, you know, people who own family offices and got a lot of money. I need to to blend them with all the athletes out here, and we need to do it in, you know, a community-type way. So we kind of just set up a foundation that runs just like, um, you know, the community outreach program for, you know, the skins or whatever team you play for. Uh, I just do a couple events uh, within the city every year, and I just make sure uh, that the people that are donating, the players and the business professionals who are donating, they actually participate in the event and come check us out. So, you know, we'll do the Toys for Joy. We'll take kids, you know, from under- underprivileged school, like the KIPP school out here. We'll take them Christmas shopping to where they really have athletes and business professionals in Austin who are real leaders out here, taking them around and shopping with them. Or we'll go up to you know school and you know just pay for lunch for the day and play dodgeball with the kids or you know we really just go try to integrate ourselves within the community just you know on our own on our own tip on our own uh, on our own dime and kind of just try to make an influence and make a make a difference man and while connect while connecting and networking uh with everybody that we got in our professional world
1: that's dope we'll yeah. run back to the real estate part and development real quick so how much money uh, like, in if someone wanted to start a development in their own area, and uh, and and try to build, try to buy a lot and build it themselves, like how much capital do you think they're going to need uh, to try to start? You think they, you think it's, it's 20%, best twenty
0: percent or what? Twenty percent or whatever your project is. That's a going rate. So like right now, yeah. right now the rate is what three point two five. Yeah, is a good that's prime right now. Like everybody in the world is getting the cheapest money you can get if you got good credit. Right. If you got good credit and you want to get into anything you want to get into, and you want to put some cash into it, now is the best time to do it because you only have to put 20% down of the total project to borrow at 3.25%. So if you're doing that's, whatever, if you're buying an apartment that's $100,000, you only need 20k. Right. That's, that's, um, good,
1: that's good information for our t- our, our listeners because.
0: You know,
1: when, you're, when you're talking about like 900K, they think they need like 900K. You know what I'm saying? No. Like we, need, no. we need 900K to but get this deal.
0: Let, let me tell you about my first deal. My first deal was a one point, and this is crazy, was a $1.4 million build. I only spent $90,000.
1: Mhm.
0: Now, there is a lot. Mm-hmm. There is 1.4 leveraged against my name. Which is yeah. a lot, right? But I only spent ninety thousand dollars. Here's why: because in this particular deal, the bank said if you buy the land, because they usually do it as one one whole deal, the purchase of the land and the construction loan, they'll put that into one loan for you, right?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and that's how they do it when you do a build; they just put it into one loan for you. But they can, you can either put down twenty percent, or they'll say the way our bank structured is. When you buy the property, when you buy the property, that's the equity in the deal. That counts as your 20% down in the deal. That's enough equity in the deal for us to fund you the whole construction loan as well to do the whole deal. So I had to, spend, I had to buy a $250,000 property to do a $1.4 million build, right? Mm-hmm. But then what do you need to purchase? Now, if you, if you backtrack it and simplify it, what did I say that you needed to purchase in order to do the whole deal? Just the land, right? Yeah. The land was only two hundred and fifty K. So you really only need twenty percent of the two hundred and fifty K to do the whole deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did I explain that correctly?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, for me it did. I don't know if Dom Joe's yeah. elevators going to the top, but I, I my drug at the top floor with you. <laughs> no, <laughs> hey,
0: no, If you if you if you're doing if you're doing a one a one and a half million dollar deal. And they're mm-hmm. saying, hey, if you buy the $200,000 property, that's a part of the 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 deal, which is buying the property and the construction to build it. If you just buy the piece of property, we'll count that as your 20% down, and we'll give you the 1.4 to do the project. Well, mm-hmm. to buy that $250,000 lot, you really only need 20% down to buy it.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's
0: 50K. So, yeah. so you spend... So you spend, exactly. you're spending, you're spending less than a hundred K in total fees and everything.
1: So I guess, a, I know. guess an interesting thing that would also be a good talking point for just like practical points and practical things for how people can use this and, and maybe execute them or try it themselves is learn to deal with the bank. Like, how do you get your relationships with the bank? How do you put together uh, proposals or, um, you know, your plan for the construction thing? Like, I'm pretty sure your mentor gave you a lot of that game, but can you talk about that a little you, bit?
0: Yeah, so the uh, the relationships with the banks, man, honestly, it could be, you could go in there shake somebody's hand, or you could just email somebody, or you could get a reference from a friend and just email them and say, hey, I want to buy this property, and I want to do this to it. Will you give me the money to do it? And they're going to say, well, we need this information, this information, this information. And that information is going to be uh, like all your bank records, who's gonna sign on the note? Your last couple of years of taxes. They're just gonna want your basic information so they know who you are, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna say, okay, you wanna buy that piece of land based on the amount of money you have, you can buy that land. Um, and if you wanna do, if you wanna do the renovations or construction or add on to the value, by any means, they, you basically have to go to a builder. You gotta, you gotta know a builder or already have a builder or a GC. We can do the project, or maybe they're just changing the floors in your home, right? And then the mm-hmm. bank will say, okay, we've looked at all of your assets. We have everything. And when I tell you, dude, the delivery on this is literally an email back and forth, two sentences. This is the mm-hmm. project I want to do. They'll say, hey, we're interested. This is the information I need. They may even just send you a worksheet to fill out with just all of your information on it and the attach tax returns. And they'll mm. say, oh, okay, well, you're approved to do a project of that size. You need to bring me... um you need to bring me the contract for the for the land, and you need to bring me your builder, and your builder's got to show me his plans, right? So then that's mm-hmm. just a whole other conversation you're having with the builder. The bank, yeah. you and the bank, and then you and the builder, right? But as far as just dealing with the bank, dude, that's very easy. Honestly, those emails that I go back and forth with the bank, except for the one where I send all the info, dude, mm-hmm. that's like a two or three sentence email, and it's very short, right? They really yeah. just, they don't care. They just want you to initiate a conversation and then they're going to ask you for all your financials and they'll ask for more and they'll ask for more and you can just give them what you want to give them. And at some point they'll say, okay, Hey, this is what you're approved for. And if you do that with two or three banks in the process of a week, like I just, from my first relationship with the bank that I just got, and I don't even have that much rapport with banks. I just got approved for, to do a whole loan for a whole project at prime not even plus a quarter of a point or plus a point like they're not even charging for the money
2: yeah.
0: they're giving it to me at going rate right because money's so cheap right now so that may have gone I'm over cool. a couple of people's heads but you know long long story short real estate is still hot right now and there's definitely opportunities you just can't make it seem like a foreign language it's literally you got to put your hand in the fire and uh just know you only got to come with 20 percent
1: That's good stuff, man. Dom, you got any questions, man?
0: Nah,
2: man. I mean, he's really touching on everything. Um, I do got one question, though. Ask him about his
1: Helping Hands experience. Ask him about his Helping Hands experience. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dom
2: Dom Joe's an experienced Helping Hands guy. Actually, actually, yeah. How was your Helping Hands experience, man? Because I'm going to keep it a beam, bro. Judging judging by um, how everybody was doing around the nation this year, bro, looks like you did pretty good, man. You was working efficiently. You know what I'm saying I'm in I'm in everybody's business by the way. You no, know I'm saying I like the ask. Nah, it's all
0: good. You know what I'm saying? Nah, sounded I like there was no
2: hiccups it. coming out of Austin though.
0: Nah, there was no hiccups. I mean, I'm sure there would have been more hiccups if I would have acquired a paint team, but the paint team I use is all the way across the border already because that was like right at the beginning of COVID um, when I first sent that alert out, but. uh we just had a cleaning crew, man. And I got, you know, in the real estate business out here, I got cleaning crews for sure. Uh, shout out to Lulu. Man, Lulu, and her team came in crazy, dude, they had like a team of, they definitely didn't have more than, uh, 10 people. That's for sure. She might have had a strong nine, dude. And they was in there morning to night and they knocked out how many units? Almost 90 units?
1: Yeah, something like that. Oh,
0: and how some of paid? them were bad, dude. Uh, oh, yeah, eight days? Oh, that's a lot, right there. Yeah, eight days. They were in there. What the first through the eighth? Know. Yeah, eight days. In yeah, ninety units in eight days. Yeah, that's, that's a good number. I'm trying yeah, think. They, they banged it out. I mean, the the carpet cleaner broke a couple of times. I had to take that. Well, yeah, and did board, carpet but. cleaning.
2: And he did the carpet cleaning on it. Oh yeah, how'd that work out for you? I just don't like carpet cleaning pricing, man.
0: It never works out. I, I don't, don't like carpet. Do. I don't like carpet cleaning flight pricing. I just went and got. Um, I just went up to Home Depot and did it. So I just ran to Home Depot. It was like thirty dollars a day, and for the week it was like a couple hundred bucks. I was like, "Hey, y'all got this thing from the second to the eighth.
2: <laughs> 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 anytime,
0: anytime they had a hic, anytime they had a hiccup with it, I just went and picked it up, ran it back and forth, yeah. Went and swapped yeah, it out. Good, I'm you sure know, we could have get- had a better one, but it was dope.
1: Usually, you know, people's first projects are usually uh, our first things that they do with us in turn in, in helping hands is uh, some somewhere, somewhere, somehow, some way I'm going to hear from the property, the property manager regarding, you know, people not meeting expectations. But clearly your background in the space and having contractors, not only like, you know, not just real estate investor or just a realtor, but actually building and doing things like that. So having those contract relationships basically ultimately, yeah. you know, curve that whole. That whole thing. Now he just got to, you know, make sure he hits the, the results of the situation. So hopefully right. we, we, we can spread his wings a little bit more going forward. He did have a little hiccup on his payment. So he got paid a little late. Uh, James, <laughs> he, he was probably, uh, I don't know, it was probably like net 45, net 50, maybe something like that, that they got end up getting paid. You getting paid at? Like when yeah, I cut your something check. Something like that. Maybe net 60, yeah, I don't something know. Something like that. But uh, yeah, it was something a little like further that. out than, than usual. So he had a little bit, a little scare on that space. But other than that, you know, hopefully we could get him two or three properties next year and then also touch that paint. Cause I think, I think um Peyton can probably handle a whole turn of a unit and not just the cleaning or ju- not just the paint, but he could probably paint it and clean it and, and yeah, go to the next we'll year. Get, we can, get
0: both, we can next- get both done. We can get both done. get it done. I mean, especially we, we locked down a couple, a couple buildings, a couple contracts. Yeah. I and mean, that locks yeah. them in. For sure. So yeah, wanna do it.
1: It was a good thing, man. That's it was a good
0: thing.
1: So yeah. man, appreciate you jumping on this podcast, man. You got anything else you want to talk to people? Uh anything else you want to touch on we ain't touched on yet?
0: Man, go vote.
2: Go vote. I
0: hear that. Go vote. No, go vote. Great. I don't care which way you vote, just vote, dude. Please. Everybody go vote, man. That's that, that stuff was embarrassing, bro we gotta, we gotta be better, at least a little bit better uh,
1: Let everybody know where they can find you at Reach you at, stay up to date with what you're doing Or hit you up if they're trying to get some mentorship of, of how to do what you do
0: Oh man, if you need anything You can find me on the social networks At Tatted and Spatted, yep And I'm not changing it, I'm not changing it that, that thing just rings a bell yeah. uh, Or you can reach me At uh, Peyton at 12 Rivers Realty All spelled out and that's Peyton P-E-Y-T-O-N. Uh hit me up. If I don't hit you, hit me back. Again, let's rock.
1: Gas of the week this week, man. Speak the vision. You gotta speak the vision. You can't you can't ever accomplish anything that you don't speak it. Um, uh, and that's I was true. thinking about this thing today. I was meeting with some of my investors for my tech company, Easy Turn, and I was telling somebody, I was like, man, uh, he is meeting with me for 2.5 hours. And he's not even one of our largest investors. He's actually one of our smallest investors. But he do the most due diligence. He do the most due diligence, right. man. He needed. He needed to know where we going, where we at, what's the vision, all those different type of things. So for two point five hours, man, I was like, we was talking about what, where, where we at, where we headed, what's the, what's the, what's the acquisition look like, what, like, what's the goals. So I was like, man, it, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a time frame where. You know, I was like, man, this is a lot of just not necessary stuff. But it's, it's ultimately good to speak division because then you remember, like, what are we doing? Where's the target at? I think everybody gets right. lost in day-to-day stuff of not having a target. But you got to put a target out there if you ever going to go get it. So that's what I'm right. talking about this week, man. Speak division this week. i how to next week.
0: for today's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and follow us on Instagram at CTC Podcast. Catch you next week.